Welcome everyone, this is the 31 Days of Dread, and I am your host, Peter A. DeLuca, aka Pad, and this is where we do one horror movie a day for the entire month of October. That's 30, if you can't count, that's 31 movies celebrating the greatest genre of them all, the greatest experimentational platform of them all, the greatest young filmmaker discoverer of them all. It is horror, 31 days coming at you. Look out, ghouls and ghosts, it gets spooky. Alright everyone, coming out of that intro hot, this is what I call the telethon portion of the podcast. This is where I pitch myself to you for your support. Your support means everything to me because we're, we're, we're fighting. The AKA Pad Army is fighting against algorithms everywhere algorithms I, I ate some cereal earlier today i dumped it into my bowl and it was full of algorithms okay bad joke all right sharing this podcast telling your friends about it leaving comments leaving reviews this is how we grow aka pads audio audacity your support there is more valuable than than than, than anything other than like a high five in person because i'd love a high five in person Here we go, people. The birth of a franchise. I often compare Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors to Rocky 4. But hey, I'm Pierre DeLuca. Thanks. Thanks for just coming to hang out with me. This is the 31 Days of Dread. I'm drinking a lot of coffee because <laughs> because here's the thing. I had I had a vision for today. I had a vision for last night. I had a vision for the weekend. And well, Sunday Funday happened, so we're not doing anything there. And I had two more Freddy movies to watch. I call them Freddy movies. Who wants to call this thing Nightmare? I just don't like saying Nightmare endlessly. And so I had an option. I could record the first movie and then like still be one day behind. Or I could power through and, and essentially rewatch 4 and 5 five and six like type of like combo and do like a long recording and drop everything in your beautiful laps and then sunday fun day happens so it, it kind of eagles play the bucks play tomorrow yesterday just turned into this like rush and so and then my idea was like hey wake up do the original, do the 1984 nightmare, and, and you know, you got to go into the office, you got to meet someone at 10 o'clock, and then that turned into a 6 a.m. phone call, uh, red alert, like, we're in trouble, we need you in there, like, server problems, you're in Philly, get going, let's do this, get in there, and, you know, like, that sucks up my whole day, I don't eat, I don't do anything, I deal with multiple vendors, issues, co-workers, all these things. But then along the way, it's like, you know, like I'm recording the original Nightmare episode, 1984, in my head. And because here's the thing, the Nightmare series is so well covered. It's so well uh, revered now. You get action figures still, you can go to Hot Topic or whatever and get a t-shirt. What else is to be said? Well, I mean, I can give you a little bit of personal insight, a personal 
attachment to this movie. And this movie, to me, is so much like Rocky IV uh, in the context that if you imagine a Rocky movie, if you don't know anything about movies, and you describe someone like the character of Rocky, and you describe to them and you explain to them why Rocky is Rocky and why is he cool and what happens in the movies. The movie you would imagine is Rocky 4. You wouldn't imagine 1, 2, 3. You just wouldn't. You certainly wouldn't imagine Rocky 5. And if you did the same for Nightmare on Elm Street, you would imagine dream warriors you would imagine the third movie stacked young hollywood cast nearly everyone's great in it everyone is so well directed we have a stacked production we have maybe the best writing core for nightmare story wes craven who is back by the way he's back bruce wagner screenplay wes craven Bruce Wagner, here we go. Chuck Russell, Frank Darabout. We're rocking and rolling. I mean, I Angelo Bala, some of the Italian guy who's done a million movies doing the music. Budget, 4.6 million, maybe at the highest. Box office, 45 million. Great return. And then we have my connection to it. Growing up, uh, we watched this movie, me, my friends, like everyone. We watched this movie a lot. Never owned the VHS. So we were renting. Loved the deaths in this movie. This is the one where the kids are in the mental asylum. Nancy comes back from the first movie. Again, they're fixing the problems with Freddy's Revenge. They, they're seeing what the market is. And look, keep in mind, Freddy's Revenge was made so freaking quick. It was made a little bit too fast. But you gotta cash that, those checks. You gotta get into it. You know? If not first, you're last. Corey, uh, Greg Wasson plays our doctor. Patricia Arquette. So Patricia Arquette builds a little bit of this new trope within the series, which is... Um, a person who's psychically available to Freddy, someone who is somewhat detached from the history of the origin of Freddy. And we get this blonde psychic trope throughout the rest of the series. Used, in my opinion, used very well, explained very well. But is it nightmare? Does it work? These, these are the things to consider. But in this movie, everything works, everything clicks. We get this idea that they're trying to diagnose. They're, they're trying to diagnose these problems. These dreams, like the, the troubled youth. They're trying to diagnose them with drugs. We see this plot point perfectly extrapolated into the 2003 Freddy vs. Jason with Hypnosil. All that, all that. Origins here. There's so much pushback on the beginning of movie reboots, the the realignment of franchises and what we call that. This essentially, in my view, is a reboot because never moving forward do we reference Freddy's Revenge. We reference 
it, the references go from one, three, four, five, and six. We do not reference Freddy's revenge because the idea that Freddy could be that weekend and would have to possess an individual and not really come back roaring as Freddy really becomes a uh, it's it's very similar to the alien incubation face hugger problem you have from alien to alien to aliens versus predator to even prometheus so you have to ignore freddy's revenge but freddy's revenge is such a good side tangent uh the more i watch it the more i enjoy it all that stuff because i do like movies that are placed within the period that do look raw i do love period driven i like old movies i like old looking stuff but then we have this movie you know my this very show this very podcast started this started as dream warriors and i never never reviewed or spoke about the movie my formal host uh co-host i will say uh one year for christmas i gifted him the the vinyl the lp of dream warriors because i wanted to inspire him to keep going to get better to you know like take it seriously take it seriously and that essentially tore you know like just that idea just just the thought of taking it seriously tore it apart and it should never like it should taking it seriously should never tear anything apart it should actually strengthen and make it stronger and you might be like well okay look around the world look around the world you're driving in the car or you're using a phone guess what those things taken very seriously so go sit down but no it was so nice to watch this movie knowing i could like just share some of these things uh scott you know i feel bad just dropping names. scott jones scott eden two scots i grew up around scott jones would absolutely love and mimic the uh, marionette death in this movie oh by the way big shout out to Lawrence fishburne the marionette death in this movie is uh, and who is it who i'm trying to get the uh, actor uh bradley craig philip holy crap his death is my absolute favorite this is where the, everyone's in the same asylum they can't use weapons so he makes like paper mache marionettes and freddie rips out his veins and marionettes him <laughs> to commit suicide it's it's really there okay this movie is exactly what freddy is he's still scary he's pun driven terrorizing everyone can't be stopped and then we have craig wilson the doctor john saxon who's now a drunk father okay going back to the source trying to figure out what they have to do to to solve the curse of freddy they have to do something Maybe they have to bury his bones. Freddy addresses all of this in the last movie. They bury his bones. Great sequence. sequence, Incredible graveyard sequence. Okay. One of my favorites. And essentially, they, (laughs) again, because we get the, the dream hook at the end, they only prevent death. They only prevent Freddy from being Freddy. They, you know, like, again, these things are not, explained but they they somehow calm the mystical mystical dream demon freddy they calm him enough for people to have a, yeah i guess compared to the next movie maybe a year off 
you get a year off, and then Freddy's going to come back and kill you. And that's exactly what happens in the next movie. Trope. If you survive a nightmare movie, you will die in the beginning of the next. Wonderful trope. Everyone, 31 Days of Dread, I'm so happy to finally talk to you about the Dream Warriors. Let's do this. We have, man, we got Freddy 4. Freddy 4. What's the name of that? Do you guys remember? Because I'm like, <laughs> the Dream Master. Son of a bitch. I keep wanting to say the Dream Child. No, Dream Master. So let's get to it. Rock and roll. And to continue this telethon, we we're not talking about high five. There's other ways to support me. I, I'm a living professional. I'm a full-time freelancer. Anything you see on this, like here on this podcast or see my social media, I, I make everything. It's all made by me. That's a part of my pitch to you. And you can purchase professional services through akapad.com. That's a pipeline to me if you want to send me a message. But also while you're there, you can sign up for my newsletter. You're going to get deals. You're going to get coupons. You're going to get two free trading cards mailed to you free worldwide. And there are two Wolfpack trading cards, two original characters, you know, for upcoming comic book work. And speaking of comic books, you can go to Etsy, type in Uzi Susie, and that's where you're going to find my mini comic. You can purchase existing issues and pre-order upcoming issues along with bundles if you missed any like issue one, two, or three or whatever. There, Uzi Susie is waiting for you. And keep an eye on Indiegogo. A lot of my bigger comic book projects will be available through Indiegogo. All of those updates will be here on this podcast. So if you're a regular listener, I'll let you know. We can rock and roll from there. So everyone... Thank you so much, and feel free to reach out to me on social media, aka Pad69, Instagram, and Xbox. That's right, you can play Halo with me. Just straight up aka Pad on Twitter, straight up aka Pad on the Facebook. My business page is there, my personal page is there. Hey, be a personal friend of mine. I don't care. Let's talk movies, let's talk creativity, let's talk fun, and just who cares? Do you like, you know, the Transformer movies? I love them. We can talk about that all night. So meet me there and we'll rock and roll. Let's get talking. We got a movie to discuss. <laughs>